Hi, this is Sam Chan, and welcome to the Sam Chan Leadership Podcast. It is my honor to serve you, help you achieve your dreams. Let's do this together. Coming up next, we're going to talk about now the power of everyday coaching, not just the power of coaching, the power of everyday coaching. And we're about to hear from Coach Mona Brawley. Uh, Mona Brawley is the president of Mona Brawley Coaching LLC. She pastors alongside her husband, Dr. Brawley III, who is senior pastor and founder of Canaan Land Church International in Snellville, Georgia. Through the years, God has ordered her steps, which have led to many personal, professional, and spiritual accomplishments uh, with experience in organizational leadership, as well as leadership coaching and mentoring. Mona enjoys coaching others and mentoring others to fulfill their God-given purpose. She takes pleasure in encouraging people to pursue and to reach the apex of their potential. Coach Mona, we're ready for you. Come on, help us with the eye of the tiger. We got the co- the power of everyday coaching. Mona, Coach Mona, we're in your hands. I'm here. How are you, Virgil? Great job. Pumping Excellent. us up this morning. Excited. Very excited. I love it. Good morning, everyone. Um, I see you all in the chat box. Um, if you are in the chat box, I saw some people say that they're there from Hawaii. Someone's here from the Philippines. If you would, in the chat box, just share where you are, just where you're listening to DRC this morning, and uh, so we can give you a good shout out and just say, hey, how are you? We're so happy to have you here this morning. India, look at that, Jonesboro, Decatur, Charlotte, Henderson, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, California. Uh, Look at that, India, Mexico, Griffin, Georgia, praise the Lord, Oahu, South America. Wow, Detroit, Nigeria. Well, we're so happy to, Suffolk, Virginia, St. Lucia. Wow, we are all over the map. If you look at that chat box at China, we're getting people from far away. And I'm just so happy to have you um, and be here with you this morning. Look at that, Canada. Look at that, amazing. Well, this morning, I have been so blessed by Virgil, and I've been blessed by Dr. Chris Bowen just speaking this morning. And so this morning, I'm going to share with you about everyday coaching and how uh, we can use coaching principles in our everyday life. So let's get started. So let's talk about what effective coaches do. So if we look at what effective coaches do, and, and Dr. Chris Bowen already shared with us about the power of a coach, but effective coaches, they listen attentively. They ask open-ended questions, they build trust, they champion progress, and they offer accountability. So if a regular, if a coach, when they are coaching a client does this, how can we use these same principles in our everyday life? So I have too many things open on my screen. I'm going to kind of close it down some because there's just too much going on. And you would think because I do this every day, it would be all right. So Good coaches, this is from uh, Christian Coaching, uh, Dr. Gary Collins says this, that good coaches hear what their clients say by, one, listening for their hopes and dreams about how things could be better. Two, they look at the energies and passions that appear to inspire the person, but also the energy drainers that pull down, pull that person down. Now, those are some big things. They listen to their hopes and dreams about how things could be better. And then they listen to their energies and passions that appear to inspire that person, but also the energy drainers that pull that person down. 
Now, in since we've been living through 2020 and started in 2021, I think these two, this H and the A, uh, E, the, the hopes and the dreams that what could be better, but yet the energies and passions that appear to inspire the person, but the energy drainers that pull the person down is something that that is big right now, right? So then attitudes, abilities, the impact, how one sees potential for future that might be squelched or frustrated in the present. And then lastly, routines and habits and ways of doing things that might need to be trained, changed. And this is what a good coaches hear when their clients say. So what they're, they're what we're talking about is that as a coach, and these are just some skills that coaches do, they listen and they listen attentively, listening about the hopes and dreams. So they, they listen to how other people think about their lives, but they also listen when people say that these things are draining them, these things are, are taking away from them. They also listen to the attitudes and the abilities that they have. And then they listen to the routines and the habits and the ways of doing things that might need to be changed. And so in our everyday life, could we do these? Could this be something that you could bring into your everyday life to say, hi, in my everyday life with my children, with my spouse, with my, uh, my parents, with my coworkers, could I do this on a daily basis? And so if you are somebody who is here on the, on, on the, at the summit and you're saying, you know, I don't want to start a coaching business, but I do want to know more about coaching. I hear this big buzzword, coaching, coaching, coaching. What does that mean for me? How can I uh, become use coaching and not be, start a business? Maybe you don't want to start a business. Maybe you're already doing a business and, and you just want to be better at what you do. So then you can use these same, same skills in your everyday life. And that's what I want to share with you a little bit more about. So how do I use coaching in my everyday life? One thing that I do, first of all, I don't know how many of you know, but I am a teacher. Um, I've been teaching for 29 years and yay, I'm on my last year of teaching going into my uh, 30th year, going into my, well, my 29th going into my 30th year of teaching this year, I teach STEM. Um, and this year, probably in education was one of the roughest years that we've ever had because of COVID, of course, and having to switch to an online platform. And so not having students in person, and I did, um, eventually we received the kids back in person, but starting out online and then having to switch all the way I teach was a very difficult year. So. Uh, one of the things that we have learned is that we need to show, um, I guess it's social emotional learning is one of the biggest things that we're having, having to connect with children and connect with people on every day because we're now not in person and we're always trying to connect via Zoom or whatever. And so how do you do that? And so one of the things I learned was that my job um, of teaching, yes, I'm there to instruct the students. And yes, I'm there to make sure that my students learn and I teach STEM. So I'm teaching robotics and I'm teaching um, computer science and I'm teaching um, science and math and all of those things integrated. But the most important thing when I am online, when I am um, on the call, when I am teaching my students was to remember that more than just getting a subject down their throat, that every day that I showed up, my job was to make sure that they were seen, 
My job was to make sure they were heard. My job was to make sure that they were valued, that they knew that they were loved and that they mattered. And so the job was not the job. It wasn't the task at hand, but my job was to make sure that they were seen. My job was that they were heard, that they were loved, that they knew that they mattered and that they were valued. And so when I realized what my real job was, every day that I got on that call, every day that I showed up on Zoom, I made sure that they saw my face, that I was smiling, that I asked them about themselves. And I personally went through something this year where um, I lost my mom in the beginning of the school year. And that just really threw me off balance. But you know what? I still had to show up for my students. Um, I still had to make sure I was there. I was making good eye contact. And what I noticed was that my students would come and they would draw to me and they would show up in the classes, even if they didn't go to some other classes. If they were home, sometimes they would turn off their cameras and, you know, I would connect with them. And so I was noticing that some of the students were having some difficulty. And so I began doing something very simple. And I would say, hey, let's check in. How are you doing today? How's your week going? How are you feeling? And what I noticed that when I started doing that, the engagement increased. When I asked students how you are doing, check in for me. Just tell me how you're doing today. And, and I share with them. I said, you know, some days Miss Frawley is not doing so well. She's had a hard time. I lost my mom. And so I noticed that the students, when they come in, and this is really funny to see kindergarten students trying to chat in the chat bars, but uh, second graders and third graders and fourth graders and fifth graders, they, they immediately, when they get into my room, they immediately start asking, Miss Raleigh, how are you today? Because I asked them, how were you? And because I asked them how they were doing, they all of a sudden started seeing that Miss Raleigh cared about me. And so remembering that coaching is not just about, move, it is moving you forward, but it's also um, speaking to them in a way of letting people know that you care. And so um, how do I use coaching in my everyday life? I show up. I show the skills of coaching in my everyday life with those who I come around. So one of the ways that um, I'm going to share about showing um, how to share my coaching skills in my everyday life, one of the things I do is show curiosity. How do you do that? Well, when people are talking to you, and this could be a coworker, this could be a child, this is, could be your spouse. When they ask, say statements to you, don't just go, uh-huh. Don't just say, yeah, you know, or just move on or think about what you're going to say next. Ask a follow-up question or a statement. Maybe say, tell me a little bit more. Ask them to unpack that statement for you. Or maybe give you some examples. And if you really, really want to be um, involved and let them know you're hearing them, maybe you can just repeat back what they said to you. Those are coaching skills that you don't have to have a you don't have to have a coaching business to do and only do it with your client. But imagine if each of us on this line took the same heart and the same skills and we applied it to our everyday life and our everyday principle with the people that we're around, not just when we're getting paid, but just about everybody in, in every situation while we're uh, in the grocery store, when we're listening to a neighbor, when we're listening to a friend, when we're listening to a spouse, imagine 
the impact that we would have. And so being curious is a big one, making sure that you're hearing what they're saying, but not just hearing, but asking a little bit more, ask them those follow-up questions, ask them to go a little bit deeper, make sure you let them know that you hear what they're saying, but you also um, um, want to know more, that you care about what they care about and that you're concerned. So what are some benefits of everyday coaching? One of the benefits is building trust, becoming a better listener, forging strong relationships. Can you imagine if that person who is um, that coach person in your life, or imagine if you use these skills with someone else in your life, imagine how you could, the relationship that you'll have, that people want to talk to you because they believe, one, that you're listening to them, two, that you care, and that you're showing empathy. Imagine you showing empathy to someone else and imagine you showing that you actually are listening to them by using these same skills, not as, oh, I'm just going to use my skills, but actually becoming that person of trust, a person who actively listens, a person who listens more than they speak. Can you imagine that? Most of us have people in our lives and we just talk over each other. We talk, 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 talk. And most of the time when we are in a conversation, we're always trying to figure out what we're going to say in response to someone so we could get them off of our back. If they're telling us more than we want and we only have a few minutes, the first thing you're thinking is, I have to go do this or I have to go do that. How can I just get them off my back and just you know, answer them? But imagine if you stopped and you listened. Imagine if you stopped and you inquired a little bit more. Imagine if you actually heard them without judging them. Imagine if you heard what they had to say and you you listened to them and then you asked them some follow-up questions or even repeated back to them what they were saying. So if you are um, in the coach, if you're interested in becoming a coach and not for the coaching business, but learning the skills of a coach, listen, you will build coach, you will build trust with the people around you, you will become a better listener, you will forge strong relationships, you will increase your capacity and the capacity of others because you are going to start reaching for the stars and so will they. They will start reaching for the stars because you're going to inspire them, but you're also going to help them stand and you're going to help them become their best selves. And so you're going to reach your best capacity and so will they just by learning the coaching skills. This is what Gary Collins says. He says, as a general rule, um, coaches should spend up to 80% of their time listening. And the rest of their time is spent encouraging clients, giving feedback, making observations, and asking focused questions. So they're spending most of their time listening. Wow. Imagine that. Imagine if we just all listened to one another. And that if we heard of what other people are saying, if we listened to what they were saying, and then they spend the rest of their time encouraging clients, giving feedback, and that's powerful feedback, specific feedback. That's not just like, good job, but it's real feedback. Like, um, I heard what you said there. Um, let's think about this. Could you, um, how could you, let's say, how could you grow in this area or what have you already done that will show you how to, um, let's see, I'm thinking, I had some questions, but I'm thinking of giving them feedback, like that was really good how you, 
and be very specific as opposed to being uh, general, not like just good job, but like, I love the way that you, you um, own that situation. And I like the way that you recognize that, you know, that you could have done this better and you're being very specific with them and you're making observations and then you're asking really good focused questions uh, about where, what's going on in their lives. And so what ways, I want you to get this and, and put this in the chat box. Could you say, what ways can you see yourself showing up as a coach in your everyday life? What are some ways that you can see yourself showing up as a coach in your everyday life? Share with me in, your, um, in the chat box. I'm gonna give you a couple of minutes. I see some people are already starting to type. This is what my ministry consists of because without love and showing empathy, everything we do is useless, whether it's being a coach or being coached by someone. Actively listening to those around them, being a good listener, listening to our family members. Someone said, I've been doing this for years, working in customer service, supervising and training. God has given me these skills, rolling them over the over 30 years. Look at that. I love this, the power of being intentional. I can definitely be better at everyday coaching. I started listening to myself, always making people first, to become a better person, listening to my clients' desires and needs. That's right. Sometimes it's the stuff that they're not saying. It's, it's the, 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 um, the, the question beyond the question. It's it's the statement underneath the statement, what they're saying to you. It may not be just what they're saying. It's asking a little bit more so that they, you let them know that you're hearing. Yeah, listening to what they're not saying. Stop beat for a moment, even when I'm busy. Taking time to check in on friends and family, parenting and leadership. Good job. <laughs> saying good job, right? Grief recovery method. Uh, specialist listening with the heart is important is emphasized. I'm hearing that again. Valuable, helping people uncover, continue to listen attentively. I see this being a as a better minister, parent, life generally, it really shows the heart. And that's the truth. You know, before we can do anything else, first of all, we have to be human. We have to be show people we love them. We have to show people we care. We have to come to the conversation without judgment. We have to take that off. Um, Dr. Chris said, no opinion. And that's a hard one. The judge is constantly speaking. The pessimist is constantly speaking. But imagine someone coming to you and they're, they're standing there and they're, they're in position to listen, position to love, position to hear you, position to have empathy when, um, when you're speaking with them. That is so needed right now. It's so needed in our world. It's so needed in our, in, like for me in the schools, the kids need it. They, yes, they need to learn about STEM. Yes, they need to learn about computer science. And mine did. As a, as a matter of fact, they actually all learned and did very well. However, I understood that my job was not just to teach them a skill, but my job was to actually show up and be that person for them and to use whatever I know to connect with them, 
even though they're at home, I still have them writing me and contacting me. And even though the school year is almost out and some of them have come in for testing, when they see me, they light up because we made a connection, whether it's through eye contact or whether it's through just um, having them share their stories. And many of them had so many stories this year and they shared with me personally in a personal DM and I would type them back and we shared one with one another. And so it's really important that we, as people make sure we're using these skills. And so I'm, it's my time is up. And so I'm going to just hand this over, but coaching in everyday life shows up as care. So to make a difference in someone's life, you don't have to be brilliant, rich, beautiful, or perfect. You just have to care. So I want to say thank you for today. And guys, if I, I if you didn't get anything else, I hope you understand that coaching, it shows up as care and that um, you can show care to those you come in contact with. Thank you so much. So good. Thank you, Coach Mona. 